When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. What's up, y'all? It's your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance. And I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. There's no purpose in teaching anybody who don't really want to learn, who really don't want to get to it. Everybody want to play entrepreneur. They don't want the sacrifice that come with the shit. Truly, you're going to lose friends, lose girlfriends, family going to call you crazy, not going to believe in you, then you make it, and then everybody going to be like, I'm proud of you, let me get some money. What I've realized that wealthy people understand, Mm -hmm. and people in general, it's the small concepts that you can apply to get wealthy. You don't got to be super smart and got to know all the intricacies of real estate or taxes or e-commerce or whatever, trucking, yeah. whatever yeah, it, it is. It's good if you want to be rich in that business, but yeah. you don't need to know that. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know small, basic concepts. Mm-hmm. And one of the smallest basic concepts that anybody can understand is get money by income. Mm. Get money by more money. I woke up feeling wealthy today. My bank account might not agree, but hey, that shit on the way. Me and my niggas laying brick on top of brick till we straight. If you the type that play the victim, you can't come in my space. You know this game ain't for the weak, it's hard to carry this weight. I keep my balance through the ups and downs, I'm never gonna break. You feel the purpose in my spirit when you look in my face. Cause this ain't a second, I can waste something food on place. Was I am wealthy people? Your boy, David Bellard, one-fourth of the Black Wealth Renaissance crew, here with my brother, Jalen Clark. Man, Jalen, how you feeling, man? Man, I'm doing great, dog. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Jalen, another quarter of the Black Wealth Renaissance podcast. Uh, I'm a year older. My birthday just passed, so I'm oh, doing man. great, man. Uh, been working, been out of town, but it's amazing, so I can't really complain, man. man. What about you? How you been? Shit, man, look, I ain't gonna lie, nigga been you, better. Yeah, you can, you can, <laughs> nigga you can been be better, better, man. A nigga has been better. It's been a a rougher time. You know, we always talk about it uh, with entrepreneurship. You got to prepare yourself for the downtimes, mm-hmm. too. And it's been a downtime, man. And it's like, it's been real revealing to see it. But it's like, you know, it's always one thing that I got to always keep down, keep in my mind whenever I'm going through shit like this. It's like, whenever you have these setbacks, it's for a comeback. <laughs> and it's like, the shit that been going on, my car has been giving me some trouble, Know what I'm saying shit been ain't been rolling the right way in terms of my businesses and whatnot, but hey, I'm still too blessed to be stressed, my nigga. Hey man, that's a fact. And even like you said, you know, that set setback to come back, like I always thoroughly believe that whenever you're about to reach a next level to your le- in your life, you have to be tested to make sure that you're ready for that level. Just like whenever you're about to graduate, you know, are you about to go to another level in school? They test you every year and stuff. So I feel like God tests us every time he's ready to take us to that next level. Sometimes we got to be tested, bro. So 
Hey man, don't stress oh, on it, dog. Shit. I, 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 really, I had to really on, contextualize but... some shit, man. I was like, damn, bro, you know, life been really rolling pretty smooth for a nigga for a long ass time. So I was overdue a little thing. Just kind of like hey, the market. Yeah. You know the market going down. Yeah. Downs, hey, man, ebbs and flows, baby. We just keep it going. Hell yeah. But man, we got a great episode what? today, man, dog. A long overdue episode. Talk this about shit, it. This shit should have happened, really, y'all. About Whenever two we years ago. Here. Whenever <laughs> yeah. we connected with this brother, like he been pouring into us. He's a mentor, real estate extraordinaire, broker, developer, all that stuff, man. Former city commissioner, uh, filmmaker, and like I said, mentor pouring out into the kids that you were real youth mentoring. None other than our brother, Mr. Tim Jackson. What's Tim, good? How you doing? What's Mr. Retired at 37. <laughs> yes, sir. Mr. Purpose on the Mr. Purpose doing, on the man, Mr. Retired. I'm doing well, man. How y'all doing? We're doing great, Amazing. man. Welcome man, it's an honor to, to finally show. be here, man. I I, I I watch you guys from afar. I admire you from afar. I love what you're doing. So it's it's finally good to to be a part of this movement. Oh, Even man, though man. we've been kind of doing I was about stuff to say, you've been a part of the yeah, movie. You know, you're just on the show. But I'm here now, man. You know, once you sit in this seat, right? Yes, sir. You're here. Again, want to thank you, man. Opening up your offices for us. We actually recording at Tim Jackson Realty offices. Yeah, yeah. So if y'all looking at some real estate stuff, man, look, I know my brother retired. But, hey, <laughs> yeah, he the plug. He the plug. Man, the man, hey, man. You know, I don't be doing nothing, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tim, man, well, we're glad that we could get you on the absolutely, podcast finally, absolutely. bro. Like I said, long overdue, man. Uh, so just to start this thing off, like we always do, I want to ask you just to introduce yourself to the audience for the people that may not know you. Sure, sure. So my name is Tim Jackson. I'm a real estate broker by trade and author. I wrote a book titled Real Dope, an in-depth comparison between real estate and the dope game. It talks about exactly what it sounds like. That's a great book, too, uh, y'all. It's a great book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Short read, but yeah. amazing. If you dealing drugs and you read that, you'd be like, damn, I'm playing the wrong game. You're playing the wrong game. I've had so many people lead a dope game and get into real estate, whether it be through selling it wholesale, buying, whole, flipping, getting a real estate license, just people who didn't really understand that. You could make the same, if not more, really more money in real estate if you just knew what you were doing, if you had the right blueprint. Dope don't more come with equity. And you get tax write-offs, tax too. Tax write-offs. Like you uh, said, equity. Yeah, equity. Don't come with that. <laughs> you ain't got to gotta walk around, you know, looking over your shoulder. Ain't nobody coming after me, you know, behind some property, right? Unless it's a contractor who kind of mad or some nah, shit. Nah, you know? it's, it's typically the other way around. It's typically <laughs> the contractors that have you on your ass in this business, but... You know, uh, operate a nonprofit organization, Real Youth Mentoring. Uh, we mm-hmm. teach uh, specialized in mentoring boys between the ages of 10 to 18, black boys, teach them entrepreneurship, leadership, and how to be uh, productive citizens within their community. Uh, filmmaker, you know, working on the film, uh, How to Kill a Black Man. Uh, Pressure. Sitting next to some gentlemen who are actually partnering with me on that. We've, we've concluded production, so now we're in the editing phase of it. Uh, man, uh, I teach people about purpose. You know, my purpose is to help you find your purpose. And so when people say, Tim, how did you retire at 37? How did you accomplish all these things? You know, I, there's no magic formula. It's just purpose. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't know what you've been put on this earth to do, then you're not going to accomplish what you set out to accomplish. And, and being a person who had literally accomplished everything that I wanted to accomplish on paper by before the age of 30, I was miserable. I was miserable. I checked every checkbox. I had the career I wanted. I was making the money I wanted. I was in a relationship. All that shit that we were taught to do as a kid, I accomplished it and I was miserable. And really? I said, man, that's because I don't have no purpose. And I stumbled on, you know, purpose. Mm-hmm. And once I figured what my purpose was, like everything else just fell into place. Like literally, I began to speak things and it would happen because I was prepared. Um, it just fell in place. Everything to this day falls in place. I always, I had this joke that I, I'll never, I never get a bad parking spot, you know, because I, <laughs> you, you <laughs> told us that. Now, I ain't gonna lie, I've adopted that too. Yeah. I'd be like, Did you I know tell what? Y'all that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've adopted that thinking. I've always getting started getting good parking parking spots too. So it's, it starts with that. just believing in one thing. Like, so I was reading this book on purpose, and the dude was like, just say something crazy. So I was like. I, I never get a bad parking spot, and literally everywhere I go, I get a good parking spot. Like I'm, I'm talking about front, front next to the handicap or across from the handicap. I like I'm always by the door everywhere I go. You understand what I'm saying? So it's just a mindset. So if it worked with a, with a parking spot, shit, it worked with everything else. You just mm-hmm. gotta believe it. So that's that's who I am. That's what I do, man. Uh, I tend to like to operate behind the scenes. You know, I'm an old school nigga, so. I don't really like being in front of people. You know, showing. You know, I I, I come from that old school. You know. Rich is flashy, wealth is quiet. I'm sorry, let me say that. Yeah, rich is flashy, wealth is quiet. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, growing up the way I grew up, you know, 
you know, cats that was always flashy and shit like that, they was the ones getting robbed, mm. getting beat up and shit. And they was wearing their wealth. And they wearing their, you know what I'm saying? And then the cats that had it, you never knew they had it because they didn't tell you. And then, you know, they would die or something would happen to where it would be revealed to you. Like, damn, I had an uncle. Like, I had an uncle who was a millionaire. Really? Before black people were just really millionaires. And we didn't find out he was a millionaire until he died. But he lived like a millionaire. Like, you know, when, we, when you start thinking about trips it. trips and everything like My that. uncle lived the best life ever. You know, I always had a new Cadillac, you know, I always had nice suits. He he had a really good job. He had good investments. And after he passed away, it was like, this dude was a real millionaire. But you would have never known that because he wasn't, he was quiet with his shit. So that, I kind of moved like that. But I understand the social media, you know, it ain't for real. It, people don't believe it if they don't see it. Yeah. So I try to, I'm doing shit like this now to, hey. to, to sprinkle a little bit of like, okay, but my, my receipts, they're there. We can't we can't never let the world get too digital. That's something that I've uh, I recognize. Like man, you can't like. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim. Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. The social media shit is cool. Yeah. It's necessary. It's a great way to reach a lot of people, but it should never be the main thing. Like, like Absolutely. Said. Absolutely. And we about to see who's who because we, we're in a recession. Yeah. Like shit is, shit is changing. You that's know? a lot of shit going to be revealed. And, and it's a lot of st- And that's not the shit on nobody. That's just to say, like, you said something real deep in the intro. You said you've had a, a lot of, you're going through ebbs and flows right now. Yeah, you said, you, you, when you think about it, you ain't really went through nothing bad. Well, this is that season. And this is going to, this is a season you're going to come out of with, with the principles that you're going to live with the rest of your life, especially mm-hmm. wealth principles, because you're going to start seeing what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And too often, we don't show what don't work. We only want people to see what's working. But it's that the shit that the way you respond to what don't work is what's going to make you who you are. I'm glad you touched on that because I kind of want to get into a little bit, you know, before you were 30 years old, checked off all of those goals and everything. Like people might have heard that like, damn, like he had all of these goals before 30. Yeah. What did life look like before that? What did it take for you to actually get to that point? I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh, yeah. Love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingaroner, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. You know, to be honest with you, man, I uh, I really didn't care what people thought about me. Um, and I was a, I'm a hard worker. So I'm going to always outwork you. Like You'll never outwork me. You know? So if, if they say we got to be somewhere at 5 o'clock, I'm going to be there at 4 o'clock. If, if everybody leaving at six, I'm leaving at seven. Like, so my work ethic always put me in a better position. Um, but I subscribe to everyone else's ideology on life of what a good life was, not mm-hmm. what I felt. That's, that's major. And what happens is within inside internally, you will begin to reject certain things and you'll begin to question things. If you start seeing yourself always rejecting shit or always questioning shit, then that isn't for you. Like you have to continue to peel back those layers until you find what's for you. And for me, it was just like, I will see people doing shit. I, I have this mantra. If everybody doing it, I'm not doing it. Mm. I don't give a fuck what it is. If everybody's doing it, it's not a good idea. It ain't a good idea. I, and, and it's like, you just got to give shit time. Right. And if I see everybody doing some shit, I, <laughs> I fall back and just say, all right. And some people might say, well, that's stupid. Because, you know, you know, you think about Bitcoin, right? I never really got into that, but, you know, 2011 Bitcoin, you know, wasn't shit compared to what 2021 Bitcoin was. And mm-hmm. now you're seeing it's going back and forth and back and forth. But a lot of people make millions on that, right? Mm-hmm. So some people may say that's careless to not jump on things. But I just, if everyone's doing it. I feel you, though, because it's like the hype cycle, right? Yeah. At the top, whenever Bitcoin was 64, that's when people talked about it the most. Right. Everybody in their mom. Yeah, was, not everybody's shitting on it because it's going down. 
And that's again, that's because we're not taught ebbs and flows. We're taught that everything should always look good. Mm. And that's why so many people are depressed. That's why so many people are suicide rates are higher than they've ever been. Um, people are falling off. Like you, you just don't, some people just disappear. You don't even see them anymore. Cause they just don't want to be a, they don't want to play this game no more. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was just like, I felt like I was living everybody else's dream mm-hmm. of what success was, you know, relationship wise, career wise, vehicle wise, you know, shit that I was doing, traveling, partying. It did, it, it was okay, but it wasn't my purpose. And because it wasn't your purpose, you didn't feel fulfilled. Nope. And I, I remember forget one day waking up to myself like, I have everything I ever wanted. <laughs> and I'm fucking miserable. That's crazy. <laughs> so is this yeah. whenever you was real estate? Uh, you were in real estate? This or? was no. I had a real estate license. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would sell houses from time to time to, you know, to party. To have a little, you know, show money, right? I had a good career. I was I was in corporate. I was a, a corporate trainer. Uh, I had a great career, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't what it was. It was just like this ain't like entrepreneurship was always my thing. So I always did stuff on the side, but I never really committed to it. And then when I finally sat down and determined my purpose, I was like, I got to commit to this shit. Like I have to jump so deep into this to where it looks like I'm drowning. And that's what I did. I jumped into that bitch and I <laughs> It was like I was drowning, and I eventually floated up, and then I start start swimming a little bit. Before you know it, man, I was backstroking through it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, 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 I kind of want to talk about that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You so talking like, about feeling transition? Back to like, yeah, like what was that? the transition? Was I got fired from a job for doing something that I didn't do? Like some shit happened at a job. I was a trainer, so I was considered salary, so I was considered management, and I witnessed some 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 bad shit happen. And because people saw me there, then I had to report it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so I took it to, I was like, hey, such and such, this is what took place today. However you want to proceed with it, just let me know. I don't I don't know. It's, it's on you to make that call. And the person I talked to about it, they went and reported it and said that I did what it was. Right? And I'm like, that's not how it happened. But see, at the time, I had a manager who just didn't care for me. He didn't like me. We didn't get along. And Texas is an at-will state. So if your supervisor, boss, manager, the person who writes your checks doesn't like you, they just fire your ass. Mm-hmm. And then you take it up with unemployment and you hire an attorney and all that shit. But sometimes it's just not worth it. And I'll never forget going into HR thinking that everything, I didn't know what was going on. And they, they were letting me go. I was like, what? What, what the fuck you mean? Like, I'm the one that brought this to y'all attention. You know, the whistleblower, if you will, you know, which is totally goes against anything I do because I'm from the hood. We don't tell on no nobody. Snitching, we ain't snitching, right? <laughs> no, nah, but all jokes aside, man, it was a damn if you do, damn if you don't situation. If I wouldn't have said nothing, I would have got fired. I said mm-hmm. something, I got fired. Yeah. And I'll never forget that day. You know, the HR lady said, Tim, this, for lack of better words, this, this, this doesn't seem right. Something about this doesn't add up. But there's really not much I can do, you know, um, because Texas is an at-will state. So essentially, if they don't fire you for this, they can fire you for something else. Mm-hmm. And I went in my car and I sat down in my car and I was like, I would never put myself in a position again for somebody to be able to take my ability to earn a dollar away from me, ever. Because mm. I did everything I was supposed to do. I, I was a good employee. I'd never been written up. I'd never really done anything. I just butted heads with one particular person. And... That one particular person ended up getting fired later on. Two people ended up getting fired. The person that lied on me ended up getting fired, and the manager ended up getting fired. Like that's just how kind of how things work. Maybe you think they was in cahoots together? Maybe that's. Uh, they were. You know, I, I can say that there was some commonality. They were both from the same area, like out of state. They had mm-hmm. a, they had more in common than me, and that manager had more in common. And that person ended up replacing me, took my position, so True. that I, I had never had any issues with. But the point I'm making is that. Like life isn't fair, mm-hmm. you know. Life is equitable, mm. right? So it's about what well, you. One second, Tim. We got yeah. we got to break that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was just about to say that people hear equitable and think that's fair. What, no, no. Let's, let's talk about it. Well, let's talk about equitable. Let's talk about equity and equality, okay. right? So when I hear black people saying we want equality, we want equality, I just laugh because what is equality? Equality is an ambiguous term. You can't have equality of outcome. You'll never don't. We don't have a real society no more if we have equality of outcome. Right. But equity is an investment. Mm-hmm. Equity, when you buy it, when you purchase a home and your purchase price is less than your loan amount, 
the bank says that you have equity. Mm-hmm. That means that you have something that you can draw from to create more. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Well, they don't say you have equality. They don't say you own a house just like the person next door. They say you have equity. Specs. Does that make sense? Even those two houses are going to be different. Even those two houses are going to be different. They're not even the same. You and your next door neighbor could have the exact same floor plan, three bedroom, two bathroom, whatever it is. But yours can have a little bit more equity in it because mm-hmm. of what you put into it. Maybe you added the the travertine, you know, tile and you've added, you know, the the nice backsplash and you've added the jetted tub and you, you know. Are you, you even just put a larger down payment than them? Or you have a big a new roof. Whatever it is, that equity separates you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So life isn't fair. It's about equity. And I think as a whole, black people, we chase that fair equality bullshit ass narrative that has never worked for us hmm. and it never will work for us and nobody will say that shit out loud Speak and when it. you do say it out loud you get you in the past they would push you to the side but people starting to wake up and see damn like this shit has always been like this and the key component is equity like we don't own shit we we got money for everything but motherfucking bail attorney fees and, and funerals <laughs> You know what I'm saying And if you say that out loud It used to be a time When you said that out loud Stop talking down On black people Man just Fuck out of here with that Man we like we, Accountability we, we need accountability This ain't no bootstrap message This ain't no Pull up your boots By your bootstrap shit Cause I ain't that nigga I understand that everybody Don't have the same boots And they, some people Boots don't have no strings in And some people Ain't got no soles In their boots And some people Just don't even have a boot I'm not that nigga But I am the person That's gonna say Eventually at some point we're going to have to open our eyes to this facade that we bought into for so long. Like this shit ain't for us. It's not designed for us. We have to create equity. We have to create equity. You know what I'm saying? We have to take advantage of the opportunities and stop going for the pie in the sky that people are saying that we should chase. And once we start doing that, a lot of shit have changed, but I realized that I can't hope and wish and pray and try to convince you I'm going to go out there and get it, and I'm going to show you through my actions. And that's what I did. That's how. That's the only way our people pay attention. I, le- I left a lot of niggas behind, bro. Mm. It's a, another unpopular <laughs> truth, though. Like I wrote I mean, a- you, tell, you tell us about that often, man. I tell you, I leave them niggas behind all the time. You, know <laughs> you man? sure do. Let me tell you why. When I wrote my book, uh, a person I would like to call a good friend of mine, you know, if you read my book, you'll read my book is like an internship. You know, it's, an, it's a fun book. But a person that I, I'll say, consulted with on some of the book ideas, um, I'll never forget telling this person, like, man, you, you need to apply some of these principles. Like, you, you're breaking down everything you do as, as a drug dealer, and I'm breaking down everything I do in corporate. It's literally the exact same thing. I'm breaking everything I'm doing in real estate. It's literally the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I said, but you, you don't have no insurance. You, you don't have any. It's all liability. Com- I mean, it's just no, everything's yeah. bad. Yeah. Everything's bad. I said, you'd be better off getting a job at the call center. At least you have insurance and protections. And, you know, there's no occupational hazards. Mm -hmm. I said, then when you finally get that bag, you're going to eventually have to get it over to an attorney. And I'll never forget my boy telling me this shit. I remember like just that he said, Tim, I'm proud of you. I'm happy at the man you became. I brag on you all the time. He said, but that shit ain't for me, man. I'm a good drug dealer. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh, yeah. Love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski. The dingarona. The ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. Like, I sell dope. That's what I do. I do it well. And if I get caught, I just get caught. That nigga done been to what? prison. He done been to jail two or three times since my book came out. He been to prison. That's you know different. what I'm saying? And my thing is, <laughs> you got to leave them niggas behind, man. Like, you know, like, what am I going to do? There's nothing I can say. And what uh-huh. I respect about this particular guy is he just told me straight up. Like, yeah, tell him, man, he I mean. love you. But that shit ain't for me. I can respect that. Mm-hmm. But what happens is, instead of people just being straightforward with you when you come to them with an idea, they give you bullshit, and then they never materialize on it. And then you, me, we feel some kind of way because it's just like, damn, why can't y'all see this? When the fact is, you just need to shift your audience. For every person that's rejecting you, 
it's two or three people that need what you have and that's praying for that or that's hoping for that or needing that to come. But you focusing on that one person who ain't going to never see it. Like, leave them niggas behind. And then once they see you make it, they'll fuck with you. They'll they'll catch up to you eventually. Hmm. But we don't practice that. Yeah. Because we believe in this this tribal this monolithic this kumbaya monolithic bullshit. We the only people the tips. <laughs> we the only people that do that, bro. So once I woke up, I, I hate to use the term woke because everybody's definition is different. Once I realized that, I completely shifted my mentality and started aligning myself with people that got it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So. Have you ever gotten like, oh, this nigga's a coon or Uncle Time? I've never nigga. been called a coon. The, so, so because I do so much in the community, because I speak out so much about, you know, the system of white supremacy. I speak out against everything. Like I piss off just as many white people as I do black folks. Right? Typically, a person who comes to my comments and says something like that, which is very, very rare, is just a person that don't know me. Mm-hmm. You know. And typically when they do that, somebody always, I'd never respond. It'd be other people getting at them like, man, shut your ass up. You, you obviously don't even know this, man. You're, you know, like, because you can and you probably just pissed them off a few minutes ago. Yeah, you could you could probably literally show up like, who, uh, what other black-owned company is paying for people's records to get expunged in Dallas County? I'll wait. Talk that shit there, Tim. Talk that shit there, Tim. I'll wait. We were the only company that sponsored the first annual expunction fair in Dallas. We're the only company, the only, not just black, only company. Who else did that shit? Who else is going, who's giving out free events, teaching kids how to make money in trucking, real estate, uh, podcasting, any online. other industry, yeah. online money. Who else is doing that shit? Real you mentoring. I mean, and if they doing it, let me know. But not in Dallas. So you can say what you want to say, but that's typically, that's that hit dog hollering shit. Like a lot of times, instead of people acknowledging you know, the fuck shit they own, they just shit on the good shit you doing. Hmm. And I used to take it personal because I come from a, a, a handshake. Eye contact and a handshake means somewhere I come from. But the definition of real, we got to redefine what real means because today's real ain't yesterday's real. Let's talk. Let's talk about that a little bit more, man. Let's talk about this a bit off camera before. Yeah. So when you say we got to redefine real, Go go a little bit deeper into that, like for me. Are you talking about you know, whenever your homie commit a crime and you remaining quiet? Oh, he a real nigga for not saying nothing, or like what? What do you mean whenever you say we got to redefine real? So, to that particular point, um, don't come around me doing whole shit, right? Um, you know, I'm not going. It, snitching is when you are both committing a crime, and I feel like. We're going to both go to jail, but they're going to offer me a deal. So I tell on you that's snitching. Well, can we agree to that? Yeah. Um, but a person who's a civilian in their community, who's doing right by themselves. If you kill their parent or their cousin and then you expect for them not to say nothing, cause that's being a real nigga. That's the dumbest shit ever. Like, why are we protecting a culture that don't give a fuck about us? Hmm. Let's talk about it. Like, why? Why? Like, it don't make no sense. Like we so fucked up in the head to think that, that's cool. That's normal. And it's like, you got, you, you don't, you don't, it used to be a cold. It used to be a time where, you know, drug dealers and street niggas didn't mix that shit with, with people that wasn't in that shit. Like there was a, almost like a protection, like old cats that I knew would pull me to the side. When I was trying to be that nigga, I had cats tell me, bro, somebody got to do right. Somebody got to represent for us the right way. This ain't for you, bro. That's what my family used to tell me. Old people that I knew, like I, I, there was a point in my life where my mother used to take me to visit family members in prison every weekend for like two years because she saw me going down a path, mm-hmm. and she was just like, "I don't want you going down that path." And um, so she would take me to visit family members every weekend, bro. And it's like I was able to see that, and I was able to uh, understand that this ain't for me, bro. Like, mm-hmm. what's the point of me being like that? What's the point of me trying to live up to these fake expectations? But ain't nobody telling nobody that. Ain't nobody telling the kids that now. Ain't nobody say everybody just get it for yourself. So real is based on your perception of your reality. Mm. And a lot of like what's real to you ain't real to me. Like, I don't have to go out and buy a two hundred thousand dollar car to prove to you that I'm successful. 
or $100,000 car. Like the fact that I can get up and go to California tomorrow if I want to, or I can go to Hawaii tomorrow, that to me lets me know that I'm successful. Like the fact that my family don't need shit, that's my success. That's my beer. I'm not knocking a nice car because I like nice shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have nice shit, but that doesn't define me. But too often that's, you ain't real unless you have these things. And we define ourselves based on those things. Or you're not real if you don't believe in this concept. Like we, we have a situation now where no one can disagree with you. You can't disagree with anybody on shit no more. Nah, man. Social media is a fucking echo chamber. Yeah. So it's like they love you today. And then tomorrow you say some shit that they don't like. And it's like, oh, let's cancel, cancel that And nigga. I always tell you, you can't cancel me, man. Like, I don't give a fuck. Because at the end of the day, I mean, we just disagree. That's why we teach our boys at Real Youth Mentoring how to disagree. Cancel culture ain't even real. It's not real, man, because they have no equity. It's circumstantial. It's based on how the group collectively feels today versus tomorrow. Like, it's so many examples I can give you. I know you want to go. I mean, let's just talk about. Daniel Caesar is the only nigga I know. No, but Daniel Caesar's still doing shows. But <laughs> I mean, a certain a certain group of niggas not fucking with him, but he's still making money. There's gonna always be a a, a counter to. So if you hate me, there's gonna be people that's gonna love me, right? So there's now everything is love hate, mm-hmm. and like okay, they either love you, they hate. It's like why? Like what? Why can't I just disagree with you and move on? Like 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 in politics, I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat. I don't even consider myself an independent. I've labeled myself as independent just so people can understand that I don't really fuck with no party. Mm -hmm. But if you're a candidate that has something to offer me, I don't give a shit who you are. I'm going to vote for you because I'm looking at my bottom line. I'm looking at how it's going to impact me long term. And I'm looking at your policies. I'm not going to be loyal to you just because you're a Democrat. You're a Democrat. Or I'm not going to be. Are you black? Or I'm not going to be loyal to you because of that, because you're a Republican or you from Texas. Like we we loyal to some of the, the stupidest shit. Like, why? Why are we so loyal to these things that don't benefit us? And I feel like in the black community, for years, we've been super loyal to things that don't benefit us. And when now when people say it, it's starting to, people starting to see it now, but, man, we, we light years behind everybody else because we're holding on to these ideals that ain't real. They're not real ideas. You, when you're 20, you care what everybody thinks. When you're 40, you realize you don't give a fuck what nobody thinks. And when you're 60, you realize nobody's thinking about your ass at all. Right. Why can't we figure that out early? Why I got to be 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old to realize that I wasted 30, the best years of my life following a principle and idea that had nothing to do with me as a person. Just with some shit you heard ever since you was growing up. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, 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 it's interesting, bro. So I've always been that person. Like I was always the person to ask questions. Like as a kid going to church, <laughs> I used to get my ass and try to get my ass whooped, you know, for asking like, hey, Make sense. You what, know? What, what, what was the most outlandish question you asked about at church? Uh, I, I mean, oh, what? What? Forget outlandish. What got your ass beat the most, man? So <laughs> you don't forget a good ass whipping. No, yeah, so so like so like I remember my mom. So I was raised in church. We used to go to church four five times a week, man. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a job, nigga. It, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's listen. I'm not here bashing. Nah, yeah, my grandmother's religion. a pastor too. So. Like that, because I think that in the black community, it's like you either go to church or you don't, and then y'all hate each other, right? That's not what I'm talking about. I feel like church is a good place for discipline. Most of the people that we know got they start in a church. Mm-hmm. They, their oratory skills. They stood up and did Easter speeches and stuff like that. So we're not finna sit up and shit on the church, but. I'm always I've always been a reader and a thinker. My mom used to make us read the Bible all the time, right? And so uh I'll never forget, man. <laughs> I don't know what was going on, man. I was getting on punishment for a lot of shit. And uh my mom forced us to read the Bible. So I read, I wouldn't pick like all the verses that didn't con- make sense. That was condemning her, like in her life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah, this is bad, you know. And so uh and then everybody around us, like I was just pointing out all the, the stuff that everybody was doing. And I and then she was like, uh, we would always have to say a prayer afterwards, man. And I was like, Lord, punish these people, man. Like, you know, like I, I was just real condescending with it. And uh essentially asking God to punish everybody around me because they wasn't shit. 
You know, in that moment, <laughs> this is this is fourteen year old Tim, right? They were hypocrites and shit, and uh, that didn't work out for me, man, that well. You know, but after that, I didn't have to read the Bible no more every night, like that. <laughs> like, She's just like, you know, we're gonna take this away from you. <laughs> like after that, I never had to do it again. But the point I'm making is like, once you start getting a good understanding for things yourself, like you just have to interpret things for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that what's for you is not for me. And too often in, in social media world, like we see David doing something dope. We feel like that's for us. That's not for me. That's for mm-hmm. him. And it's not on me to hate on him. Right. Like it's not on me to follow him to point out everything that he's doing wrong. It's not on me to hate and say it's not going to work. That's for him. You see what I'm saying? And so we, we will always take a piece of information and make it to what we want it to be for us. And that's what I did in that situation with with the whole Bible thing. Like mm-hmm. I took what I wanted out of it, and I went on a rampage that day, right? You know, but that's life. Like we take what we want out of life and we shape it to our ideology, and that's why I say nothing's real because it's based on your interpretation of it. Mm. That's that's a great thing that you just brought up, and I see that really prevalent on Twitter. People, Twitter. yeah, people, people on Twitter, Twitter they the worst, they'll, the they'll take. Certain things, and like you saying, they'll really create this narrative against you. And he's like, "But you ain't really, you ain't, you ain't saying the second part that this said. Are you not showing the other side of statistic that it also said? You're just showing it to benefit your narrative, to benefit and try to condemn me and make me seem like I don't know shit." Uh, we were talking about this on live the other day, like on Twitter, they'll try to humiliate you the worst way possible. And it's just really, it's disgusting whenever you really think about it. That's the culture. Mm. The culture is disgusting. Why don't people say that out loud? We have the most fucked up culture there is, bro. Mm. Finan- economically, systematically, socially, and nobody calls that shit out. And when a dude call it out, that person he gets, they, he, they a coon. And, and the word coon is such a, it's like, a coon is a very specific thing. It's a person that goes against their own people for the interest of white supremacy. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. But we've turned coon into a person that don't agree with you about something. Oh, you a Christian? I'm a Muslim. You a coon. You know? Oh, uh, you go to, you, you do that for a living? Well, I do this. You a coon. Oh, you got to, like, niggas who get money and start a business. Now they shitting on everybody with a job. You a coon because you work for that company. Like, bro. like yeah. fuck out of here, man. And it's just like. We take definitions and we take things and we apply it to how we see it because we ain't really got no code or no structure right now. So it's kind of like the Wild West. And that's why I don't I don't, I don't care for Twitter. I don't do it. Um, I, I don't care for black Twitter, if I can be honest with you, because I, I don't name one thing that black Twitter has built. That's positive for black people. A lot of jokes. We got some fire ass jokes on. There. Okay, that's, that's okay. That's it. that. That's that. That's, that's that. That's about it. That's that slavery shit. Yeah. That's that off on the weekend, sitting around slapping knee, drinking whiskey, uh, not getting shit done. That's that jailhouse shit, right? Sitting around talking shit all day. W- what have they built? What has Black Twitter built? Economically, systematically, and structurally for the Black community. Not a damn thing. But nobody won't say that because y'all people scared of that smoke. Should I build firehouses for a living? Nigga, bring that smoke. Like, I don't give a fuck about nobody's feelings. Talk that shit. Like, come on, man. But it's like, y'all talk, we talk all this gangster shit in our music, but when it's time to be a motherfucking gangster, niggas turn state. Niggas get scared. Niggas get humble. Hmm. Be gangster about this bullshit-ass culture we got. This culture ain't doing shit for us. I'm I'm glad you're talking on the culture right now, because I kind of want to parlay it into what we're working on with the documentary. Yeah. Because I think, like, the, the documentary... Is, is a addressing solution to kind of like addressing these things. How to kill a black man. Let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about what, it, man. Where did the title yeah, come from? How does concept even come about? Because, man, everything that you see that's geared towards our culture kills us. Everything. Hmm. Everything kills us. There's nothing that's designed. There's no black Not boy music. magic. There's nothing is geared towards building up a black man whatsoever. Nothing. Show me something that's that the culture has jumped behind that. That helps our boys. Black boys are statistically leading every negative category in education, mm-hmm. in employment, in everything. We like just let's just take education. We're leading every negative category, but nobody's talking about that. It, it, it becomes a battle of the sexes, right? We can't elevate our girls and our boys at the same time. It's either black girl magic or nothing. 
At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Right? But no one's saying that out loud because then you're attacking our women. Like, that's bullshit. Like, there, you, can, you can be, two things can coexist and be beneficial at the same time. Mm-hmm. So there's literally nothing in place that builds up black men. If it is, he has he better get in line with his other shit. Whatever that other shit is, you mm-hmm. define it yourself, right? So when you look at everything that's statistically put out there, like I made a post the other day that said our music essentially is get high, get drunk, fuck bitches, kill niggas. That's every song that's out right now. Yeah. Get high, get drunk, uh, fuck oh, bitches, get kill money. niggas. Get money. Get money. Get money. That's it. What you gonna do with the money? I've worked with enough professional Blow athletes. It. Get high, get drunk, <laughs> drunk and fuck, fuck bitches. bitches. Kill niggas, right? yeah. but, but no one's talking about this. So then niggas get turned 40 and 50, and then all of a sudden they want to buy real estate. You don't had your glory years. Now you wanna now you on the the back end and you wanna do right. But see, when I go talk at a when I go speak at a white school, I say, hey, what y'all wanna be when y'all grow up? Doctor, lawyer, engineer. An architect. They name all this shit that you got to have a specialized degree in. I go across the street over here to the black school that I, we set up shop over there. I was volunteered a year over here at this school right across the street. What you want to be when you grow up? Football I want to play football. <laughs> I want to play basketball. Uh, I want to, I want to be a, a movie star. Right? It's like, okay, that's cool. So entertainment focus. So if you do make it to the NFL or the NBA, which statistically is 1%. very difficult. No, less than 1%. Less than 1%. I know I have a fraction NBA, of a NFL clients, yes. right? Um, and then your life expectancy in that league is two and a half years. Then what are you going to do, right? Uh, that's the answer. But if I say that out loud, oh, come on, Tim. Sports builds you up. Sports teaches discipline. Does it teach financial discipline? Does it teach, you know, <laughs> community discipline? Or does it just teach a person how to run you know, the how eye formation, how to yeah. be physically disciplined. What happens when you lose your physical limbs, right? Oh, you just saying that because you didn't play sports, right? Well, I played sports up until I was in the eighth grade. And then my gra- my grandmother got Alzheimer's and somebody had to stay at home with her. So my, my sports life became a job. I became a caregiver, hmm. right, at a young age because I understood that we had to take care of our family first. And no matter how good I was in sports, Somebody had to be there to change grandma's diapers and clean up after and do all that shit, right? Even if I'd become the best at it, I need to at least have money to be able to pay somebody to do that shit, right? Like, most of the people that my age, their parents are getting to that age where they're getting ready to start dying, bro. And you know how many people call me, man, can you help us sell our house? It's eight heirs on the property. Um, no will in place. Like, this is basic shit, bro. It's basic shit. We oh, ain't got go no through, money for that. Go through probate. My nigga, you got on $400 J's. Like, come on, man. Go it only costs $100 shit. an hour to sit down with an attorney. We put on an event where we pay for people to get wheels done, bro. Ask me how many motherfuckers showed up to this shit. Less than 10, probably. Less than that. Man. And we were paying to get people's wheels done, bro. That's crazy. That's fucking ridiculous. In the middle of the hood. Come on, man. Like, we can't have, uh, it, we got too much access to information right now to be making these excuses, bro. We got to recreate this culture. This culture ain't shit. It ain't shit. And black men need to step up and say, it ain't shit. <clears throat> I'm not telling you to be a superhero. I'm saying just do your part. Buy you one piece of real estate. One piece of real estate will change your life. One, uh, one property will change your life. You can use that property and parlay that property for the rest of your life. Equity out of bro, when I tell you, bro, you can, bro, one piece of property. I'll give you an example. I, I talk about this one property all the uh-huh. time. I only use this one example. Me and my wife bought a property. We paid twenty two thousand cash in it, cash for it. I was telling everybody, yo guys, this house is for sale twenty thousand, ten thousand, fifteen thousand. Buy. I don't want to live in Oak Cliff. I don't want to live in South Dallas. I don't want to live in Pleasant Grove. Nigga, I didn't tell you to move over there. I said buy the property. Mm. No man, we bought the property. We sat on it for three years. Didn't do shit with it. By the third year, the property had tripled in price and value. Once we renovated and put it on the market, the property multiplied times six. Damn. 
We're getting 100% rent on it. That's one property. That's just one. One house. I can pull out $200,000 worth of equity on that house right now at 80%. And go buy more property. And go property. buy a few more. Like, come on, that's one house. I can take that $200,000 and invest it, give me some trucks. Take that $200,000 and, and, and buy into, run some ads on YouTube and sell a course. It's so much I could do with that, bro. Like, but that's just one house. That's not even the portfolio. That's one house, y'all. But niggas didn't want to live in Oak Cliff. They didn't want to live in Pleasant Grove. Them same people called me like, man, my landlord done raised my rent up. Five, six hundred dollars. You got any more of them houses for sale over there in Pleasant Grove, Oak Cliff? No, man, I got shit for you. Because y'all was calling me crazy when I was telling you about this shit. You were saying you didn't want to live over there. Now they done painted bike lanes down the goddamn street. You know what I'm saying? Now they done put all these new... Resources are walking over there. and running with their dogs. Now at people jogging with their motherfucking dogs at ten o'clock at night. Now all of a sudden you want to get on. Like, come on, man, get on when you're supposed to get on. That's the culture. The culture don't teach us that shit. The mm-hmm. culture regurgitates bullshit. And, and with the documentary, I want to talk about how the documentary is attacking that the bullshit that we're talking. Right. So the focus of this is how to kill a black man. Yep. How we're getting killed economically. Um, physically, spiritually, I, socially, socially, let's, let's talk yeah. economically. It's it just gonna highlight this shit. Like I'm not here to to condemn anybody. I just want to show you. I'm not here to sh- convince you. I'm here to show you. Here's my thing. Once a person teaches you something, you can't unlearn that. Mm-hmm. And you're typically always loyal to the thought. Like the person who teaches you something that's gonna benefit you, you're loyal to it, right? I was a corporate trainer, so I understood that concept a lot. So if I tell you. <laughs> Don't touch a hot stove and you touch and burn yourself. You'll, you'll always know not to touch that hot stove, right? But if I also show you that literally one house can change your life forever and less than 1% of black people own real estate, let's just say, well, let's just say less than 5% of black people own, actually own their property. If you look at commercial real estate, I think it's 0.0001017% of commercial real estate is owned by black people. Huh. Think about that, bro. It's a crazy number. That is crazy. But everywhere you go is commercial real estate. Literally, everywhere in a commercial you go, real estate building. Everywhere right you go is commercial real estate. Every fucking where you go is commercial real estate. And we only own 0.000017% of it. Everywhere you go is commercial real estate. Literally, everywhere you go. Everywhere. Why ain't nobody telling you to buy that old building in your neighborhood? Hold on to it. But but it's like niggas will post, man, we going to Dubai. You know, let's do a group trip. No, nigga, niggas let's do a group rental. Let's do a group property. Let's yeah. do a group, you know, everybody want to have fun. So how can we create that form, right? Like, we, we got to get off that shit. So that's what we're going to be talking about, man. Like, uh, all the social stuff that we buy into, like keeping the real shit, being a real man. What's the definition of a real man, right? Like. The terms that society is set for is not being real. It's not benefiting us, right? Mm-hmm. We've been doing the same shit forever. And then people look at you crazy when you do something different. But then when it works, they want to jump on it and say, they, oh, I know him, my whole, that's my dog. He ain't support me, bro. But all right. If you want everybody to thank you, my dog, you can. Why does it take for us to come up and become somebody important for motherfuckers to start supporting us? That's our culture. That's the culture. Because that's when they feel like you got value. So my value is what? White validation? That's what they see it as. That's the culture. But see, if I say that out loud, I'm, oh, you hating, Tim. I'm talking about white folks, too. I done had a whole real estate office quit because I brought up some shit that was going on in the real estate office when it, where the, the equity wasn't the same for white people versus black people. I've had a, literally, I'm on the record, a whole real estate leadership team walked out after one meeting because I called out the fuck shit. So it ain't just with us. It's with anybody. Mm-hmm. Anybody can get it because equity is equity. But for some reason, we just don't hold each other accountable, man. And that's it's sad when you think about it. It's too much competition. And I'm not saying you have to collaborate with everybody. You don't need a thousand people on board. You need two to three people that believe in what you're doing. That's going to put the money up and they ain't going to be walking around talking about, look what we did. That's going to be quiet about it. That's going to move the needle and, you know, recreate or should I say, uh, get two or three more people to buy into. You don't need a, a lot of people, man. But I, I think as a people, we're trying to change all of us. That's just statistically impossible. impossible. Like, 
You know, that temp- that 1% or 10% rule, whatever it is, that's a real thing in every society. So we're the 1% of the 1%. You know how small of a percentage that is? But you have to start creating, man. And you have to start being able to take those L's. And we too afraid to take an L. Like, lose, lose a little bit, man. You learn more through your losses. I've, I've made more money through losses than I've ever made through successes. Teach you not to make that same mistake <laughs> again. <laughs> you learn a lot of shit from a loss, dog. I don't lose, man, a lot of money, bro. But I've made a lot of money, too. You know what I'm saying? But we don't want to lose because we don't want to look stupid. We don't want to look... Like, who are these imaginary people that you're not trying to look stupid in front of? Fuck them folks, man. That was the real shit you said. Whenever you say you don't give a fuck about what people think. Give a fuck? Like, I feel like that's one of the best attitudes to really have. Because then you can really, you can excel so much faster because you have a humility about yourself. Like, yo, okay, I understand that this might make me look stupid, but I don't give a fuck what you think. Because I know and I know what my desired outcome is. So I got to do this to get to that desired outcome. I'm going to stay the same damn position that all you other motherfuckers is at. I call it the Kanye effect. Mm. Think about how many times black culture has canceled Kanye West. We love him. We hate him. We love him. When he said George Bush don't like black people. Yay, Kanye. (laughs) Oh, that's my nigga. Then he's posing with Trump. Fuck Kanye. Then next year he got a church uh, band. Yay, Kanye. Then, you know, he's, he's do some crazy fuck Kanye. Then he come out with his documentary. Oh, like I, I call it the Kanye effect. Like people fickle as shit. They however, are fickle as shit. However you make them feel today is how they going to feel about you tomorrow. So I focus on not giving a fuck about how you feel. It ain't, it's not on me to make you feel some kind of way. It's on me to show you a different way. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. I always tell people, if you a black agent, a lot of black people who, especially brokers, that's in Dallas. That's got a license between 2010 and 2000. And now I don't had a conversation with them. I don't put some in people in real estate. I don't want no credit for that shit. I just want you to go out there and start something because. What's popping, guys? It's Jay Jonah here from Blowing Smoke. If you're a fan of fun, insightful and breakthrough conversations, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the Blowing Smoke podcast, a show that covers life experiences and firsthand testimonies from some of your biggest names in your favorite industries. And it's all brought to you exclusively right here by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip hop, powered by creators. We got to start building shit. And the only way we're going to do it is to fucking destroy this culture that we bought into and create a new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it on live the other day. How do you think we destroy and create a new culture around this? A- acknowledge the fuck shit and disregard it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, if you know it's some bullshit, stop protecting motherfuckers. Like, stop protecting bullshit. You know it ain't good for you. <laughs> like, when motherfucking, uh, I always use TK as an example, right? Yeah. TK, he was famous for the race. And nigga, he beat up an old man, uh, went on the run. He tweeted it first. He was like, hey, uh, fuck that. If the cops want me, they're going to have to catch me. And it became a he national phenomenon. He took a picture phenomenon. by his wanted post. Yeah, he, he became a national phenomenon. And everybody was like, free take hey, free take hey. And I'm like, bro, did y'all listen to what this nigga did? He beat up random old niggas in the park to rob Young them. Thug. Do all this shit like that. The Young Thug shit. We got to stop protecting people like that. I feel you on that. Young Thug didn't give a fuck about what happened with Mike Brown. And when he was asked about it publicly, <laughs> posted about that I posted shit. that shit. And he said, hey, my business. I'm making money. Now I'm supposed to scream free Young Thug because this nigga got a RICO charge. You know how long it takes to develop a RICO charge? Yeah. They've been building that case for They got terabytes. You know, and I'm, I, you know what, man? I understand law enforcement. You know, there's the law and then there's law enforcement. And law enforcement tends to happen to us. Like, let's just acknowledge when it's been enforced, it's been enforced on black folks. I get that. But it's not... My job to free you at this point because you didn't give a fuck about us. Even if Mike Brown was completely wrong and all that shit, whatever, however you feel about that. He drew the line in the sand, told you how he felt. So why we got to come to this nigga rescue? This nigga didn't give a fuck about you when it was your turn, right? Especially when it was self-inflicted. Like, I could see if it was really some fuck shit with why he went to jail. But like, bro, you... This is self-inflicted, like nigga, you committing all of these damn crimes. But even saying that out loud, oh come on, man, let the facts come out. The nigga rapping about it. So I'm supposed to think that you a real motherfucker because you rapping about real shit. But then when the real shit pop off, I'm supposed to let the facts come out. Like rap music is validated on being a real nigga. 
Now more than ever. More now more than ever. Yeah, they don't. Like, mis- it's funny because it, it, for a while there, that street shit fell off. Niggas wasn't worried about that street shit, but now dancing. Like, yeah, now it's back. It's back streets. And listen, I like rap music. Let's just not get it twisted. We have like a rapper. Said, we got a rapper in the DVD <laughs> like in, said, in the movie. Like you said, I like niggas getting killed about music. I like, I, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm okay with it's entertainment. We don't say this about mafia movies, right? Mm-hmm. Right? No one ever says that mafia movies impacts the white community, right? But my thing is this: the perpetuation of a lifestyle. Um, in regards to making people feel like that this is what they should be doing and encouraging them to do it and then giving them clout and giving them a bigger platform when they do it, it's dangerous to society. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like we all have a choice, but when that choice is being encouraged and you're being rewarded for that fuck shit, that's a problem. So no, I'm not going to support that. And I'm going to say it out loud. We've been so quiet sitting back getting abused all these years. We so quiet when it comes to, uh, the abuse that happens in, w- within our community, but then we so loud when it's somebody else and you trying to change their thought process. They ain't going to ever change the way they think about us ever. They'll never change. The, non-black people will never change the way they feel about us. You ain't going to ever be able to convert them to see us any differently, bro. I got three degrees, a master's degree. I'm a published author, all this shit. When you turn, come on that plane and you see my black ass sitting there first seat, you're going to be like, who the fuck is this nigga? You ain't gonna be like, hello, sir, how are you? Like Jay-Z said, <laughs> still white nigga, nigga rich right? nigga, poor nigga, still yeah. nigga. When I show up to a, a closing, they don't say, uh, hey, how you doing? Uh, you know, are you here as the broker? They say, your, has your agent come? I'm the broker. They'll never ask me if I'm a broker when I walk into a closing, ever. Because mm-hmm. they people gonna always see you a certain kind of way. So now it's on you to create that own culture that demands and commands the respect that you deserve. And that's where I'm at. When people know that when I was a zoning commissioner, when they saw that that shit came through my district, I don't care who it was, how they felt. They knew Commissioner Jackson wasn't on that bullshit. And some of the people that everybody was intimidated by, afraid of, they respected me because they knew I stood on my own shit. And when you can stand on your shit and you can't, nobody can't take nothing away from you financially, you create a different beast. That's that integrity. Whenever you can't, not can't, but you want Bend your integrity for other people's benefits. And you don't people need respect them. you for that shit. And when you don't need them, I don't need nobody, bro. I do not rely on a system to take care of me. When I say a system, I mean like I'm not begging for help from somebody else, right? Like I, I go out there and get it myself, and I put myself in a position to continue to get it. And we can all do that. Mm-hmm. But everybody don't want it. So you got to align yourself with the people that do and you got to stand firm on calling shit bullshit when you see it. And it's bullshit, but I don't have no hard feelings towards you, bro. That's a big thing, too. I feel like a lot of people do feel like if you call them out on their shit, they feel like, oh, you really, you're against me. No, no, I'm just saying what it is. Nigga, get your shit together and move on. I actually love you more. Because if I'm going to waste my time to open my breath and say you want some whole shit, it's because I love you. I ain't going to say it about somebody I don't care about. That's some real shit. Right? We always talk about, man, I need somebody that's going to ride with me and die for me. Nah, nah, nah. What about the po- yes, man. You want a yes, man. I want somebody that's going to be like, Tim, you out of pocket. Like, tell me I'm out of pocket. If, you, if one of y'all told me I was out of pocket on some shit, I'd be like, damn, I never thought of it that way. Let me see it that way. And if I felt like I'm out of pocket, I'll correct it. If you show me I'm out of pocket, I'm going to correct it. But we live in a world where if you tell a nigga they out of pocket, it's, it's some fuck you shit. Yeah. And I'm cool. Like, all right, fuck me. You know my motto. You're going to need me before I need you. Right? And that phone always ring on some apology <laughs> shit. And I don't be no hoe when they call. I just be like, it is what it is, right? But if yeah. when people tell me something, I, I embrace it. Like, damn, you you cared enough about me to tell me that I was on some bullshit. That's how I look at it. That's a, that's you know? True. Yeah. Hey, I have a, a quick question for you, Tim. Yeah. Too. You mentioned the zoning commission. I just a gear turned in my head. Yeah. Whenever people go to get properties rezoned, what type of stuff do they need to have for that? Because I ain't never asked nobody that. Man, like, it's an interesting process, bro. Um, you can literally do it by yourself. It's a very long process, but you, the, the number one thing you need whenever you're looking to change zoning from my perspective, what I saw is community buy-in. If the community supports you, you're fine. Mm-hmm. And what happened is what I saw in my cases, I was one of the, the few commissioners. I was the only commissioner who proceeded, well, in, in my district, it actually did a community meeting every other week, right? And open up the door to the community to come talk about these cases. So that way, at the last minute, people wouldn't show up and try to derail votes, right? Well, if you get the community to buy into what you're doing, you're straight. And what happens is, 
people from out of town are moving to a community like East Dallas or South Dallas and, and try to change the community and build up some. And they thinking that they don't realize there's people who are in that community already with their own ideas. So you have to go have a conversation with them. You have to partner with them. A partnership will get you further than a dictatorship than, mm. than trying to wag your finger and tell people what they need to do better. Like even me, when I call people out on shit, I don't say you wrong, you wrong, you wrong. I'll be like, Hey man, that's out of pocket. You need to consider this right here. Here's some facts and some statistics that'll show you why it's out of pocket. And then here's the alternative. And I feel like a lot of people that fail at the zoning level are people that just don't give a fuck about the community. They come in like, fuck y'all, this raggedy, y'all ain't did shit with it, we gonna do something with it. And then the, <laughs> the community show up be like, no, no. Then people that you didn't go talk to, they show up and they raise hell. And then it's like, you back on your ass. Now you gotta go back and talk to them. Does that make sense? So that's what I tell people. Community buy-in. Before you do anything, man, get to know your community. Like walk around and ask them what they need. You, it's, it's simple. You reach out to your councilman or councilwoman, or should I say council member now? You know, because we can't make it about, you know, man or woman. Um, and then you say, hey, can I get an email to all the HOAs in your district? I'm looking to do a uh, build something. Or I'm looking to rezone something. And then they'll send you the email address for all the homeowners association uh, presidents. And then you say, hey, my name is such and such. This is what I'm looking to do in this area. But I would like to have a conversation with you to see what you think about it. Can we sit down and meet? You set that meeting up. And then you hear them out. People just want to be heard, bro. Mm-hmm. L-A-P-T, listen, acknowledge, pause, transition. You got two ears, you got one mouth. You listen twice as much as you talk. But see, smart motherfuckers, they get to get all these degrees and they get all this experience and they don't want to hear a fucking thing you got to say because they're smarter than you. want to talk. Education and wisdom are not the same thing. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same thing. You can be an educated fool and you could be a wise man without a paper to your name, right? Mm. And what happens a lot of times is these educated niggas come in there <laughs> and try to outsmart you on shit and nobody pushes back because you don't push back. You don't talk down on your own people. Oh, fuck that. If you come in here on some bullshit, I'm going to call you out. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's like, it's like a bully complex. Once, once a person sees that you standing up for something and they can, uh, they can co-sign and agree with that, they'll stand up to that person too. And that shit will eventually go away because then people realize I can't fuck with these folks, man. I can't fuck with them. But again, I ain't trying to convince nobody. I'm just trying to show you. Yes, sir. Hey, man. <laughs> so that's a great way to end it, my brother. So you, 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 like, you I, I, I got the, the question I want to ask everybody, Tim, man. You done gave us a lot of gems on building wealth over the past years. So I want to ask you, what's one personal finance tip or principle that you live by that you want our audience to know? Um, if you finance things, try your best to finance it at little to no interest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I tell people we flip houses with credit cards, they, how you flip a house with a credit card? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to understand that when you have really good credit, you can get, um, uh, they call balance transfers and you can actually have that money put in your account. They don't care what you use it for. Um, and then you can use that money for whatever, as long as you pay it back within a certain period of time. Right. Like, Learn how to use credit to build wealth, not use credit to bullshit. Like we hustle for the cherry on top and not the cake. We need to start hustling for the cake. Mm. So when you start using your credit, don't use it to outshine niggas. Use it to build wealth. And, and like, you know, you think about Dave Ramsey, he hates credit. Well, it's because he used credit bad and he filed bankruptcy and it fucked him over. So he hates credit. But the thing about it is credit is, is actually a great tool if you use it the right way. And so, like on my, my website, I actually have a free credit course with 40 or 50 dispute letters that teaches you everything you need to know about credit, how to build wealth with credit. I don't even charge people for this shit. Free. Free. 100% free. What's that website, too? www.timjacksonnow.com or I'm on Instagram at Tim Jackson Now. You click my link. It's a free course. I used to give it to all my clients because people come to me trying to buy a house and they'd have down payment money, but they'd have fucked up credit. So I created a course for him. And then I was like, all right, you buy my course. I'll give you the money back at closing. And the course was so fucking good. I started selling the course. Then I realized that credit is really hard to manipulate when it comes to payment processing because it's seen as a, a high risk industry. So I just started giving it away. Cause my thing is, if I help you with it, you're going to come back to me anyway. I don't give a fuck. I'll just put you in my funnel and then you can see everything I got going on. Yeah. That's it. So Tim, I appreciate that. You just gave us the website where they can follow you. Sure. Um, let the people know 
Is that where they can get their other courses? Yeah, uh, yeah. Where, where they can stay up abreast for the uh, documentary that's coming out. Um, if any- you you want to stay abreast for the documentary, you need to text the word DOC to 337-455-7778. Yes, sir. And you'll get all the updates on that. I like that. What he said, uh, the website, uh, my purpose challenge, I have the 21-day purpose challenge, and I also have the total purpose makeover that should be released by the time this is out. Where I help you identify your purpose in every aspect of your life, from your from family to business to everything that you're looking to do. Once you find out your purpose, the sky's the limit. But www.timjacksonnow.com. If you follow me on Instagram, the best place to follow me is on Instagram at timjacksonnow. Like I ain't going nowhere. The content is fire. You're gonna watch my shit and feel empowered. I'm not gonna be just wagging my finger at you. I'm gonna be giving you options. And giving you alternatives like it's 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 time to create a new culture man like th- that old culture is dead fuck the culture we're the camera i'm looking out there fuck the culture fuck the culture fuck the, like fuck the <laughs> culture man it's not beneficial to us and we have been trained to be timid and not say that out loud but we can say everything else out loud we can kill each other out loud mm-hmm. we can fuck hoes out loud we can do perks out loud we can do everything else out loud ain't nothing wrong with having a little drink and Listen, I, I'm I'm all good with, with you know with fucking, you know, and having a little drink, you know, sometimes I'm an adult, right? We all need you know needs, you know what I'm saying? That's how the world stays alive, right? But if I'm telling you to get out, if I'm telling you that, I should also be able to tell you how I built my wealth, mm-hmm. right? If we can have fun together, we can get funds together. Mm. Ooh, I like bar. that. That's a bar. That's man. a bar. That's a bar, right? And that's what we need to focus on. Because the more money you get, the more you'll be able to achieve. But niggas don't. They don't realize that until they broke, sitting in jail, you know, all this extra shit going on. You understand what I'm saying? So, hey. hey, some bars from Till, man. Some real dope shit from a real dope man. <laughs> Thank you again, my brother. The show, man. For coming on the podcast. Uh, for them to follow you again, that's at. At, at Tim Jackson yeah. now. Follow at, me, man. Let's get it. At Tim Jackson now. Y'all get with him. And, uh, man. Tim, again, thank you, brother. Absolutely. This, if you yeah. unsatisfied with your situation, follow me. I promise you, you won't when you follow me. Let's get it. Let's get it. Yeah, if you need help getting to that purpose, y'all definitely do that 21-day purpose challenge, or y'all go ahead and get that purpose. Was the second one that you that you dropped? Total purpose makeover. The it'll, total it'll purpose makeover. It'll be out by the time this come out. Yes, and I'm going to send you guys some links to share to your For sure, audience. for sure. Absolutely. So it'll be in the show notes for y'all. All right. And uh, we're getting to some house cleaning before we get up out of here. Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody who listens to the podcast week in, week out. Uh, Thank you for sharing it. Thank you for getting this to your family members. Um, Y'all just continue to support us. It does not go unnoticed. If y'all see some things, some fuck shit that y'all don't like from us, let us know. We listen. We're not afraid to take... uh, this criticism we uh definitely like to be held accountable so y'all definitely let us know that uh y'all can tap into blackwealthrenaissance.com where y'all can see the latest podcast episodes our courses our events that we got coming out y'all be on the lookout for the black men's summit this is for all the brothers out there we got the black men's summit coming major in october 2022 october 2022 yes sir uh, man, Jalen covered all the bases. Uh, again, I just want to ask y'all to leave that five star rating and review for your boys. It really helps uh, in terms of growing the show. And until next time, this is Black Wolf Renaissance signing out. Peace. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.